Friday Profile. Alrighty, Moonyin Lee is pretty much synonymous with the South African film industry. She started her agency in 1974 after selling a few paintings and if the story is correct, her engagement ring too. Fast forward to today, she's a member of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. She was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award by the South African Film and Television Academy. When you think of some of South Africa's most iconic actors, people like John Carney or some of South Africa's most iconic films that have done well globally, including Totsi, she was a huge part in both of those stories. She's a leading casting director in South Africa and, dare I say, Africa, and is often called upon by some of the world's most renowned directors to help select the perfect cast. Other films that come up um, when you mention her name and that have experienced a touch of her casting magic include Bang Bang Club, Hotel Rwanda, Blood Diamond, Long Walk to Freedom, and Disgrace. Um, Her casting has played a leading role um, when it comes to getting certain films nominated for winning Academy Awards, Golden Globes, and Golden Horn Awards. Uh, So the thing that I love the most about Moonyin Lee is as much as she's done all of these incredible things, she has never lost her passion for the South African film industry. Monin, welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you. That's an amazing introduction. Well, you had an amazing career. It was very hard to, I mean, to even summarize everything that you had done. I felt like so much had been left off. Well, I couldn't do it if we didn't have great talent in this country. And I, and that's one of the things we're going to get into, just your love and your belief um, in this in South African talent. But I would like to start with where your first uh, initial introduction came when it with regards to film and theatre. Which came first, and how did you get involved? Um, oh, okay. So the short version <laughs> is um, my mother was an actress. Okay. And so I first went on a stage when I was four years old, mm-hmm. and. So I grew up around actors and theatre um, because in those days we didn't have television here. Mm. So it was only when I was sent to school in England that um, I, start, I was able to start watching television. Mm. And and then, so your first experience as an actor at the age of four, I guess if your mom was an actor, why did you not decide to go into acting? Because that seems to be what everybody would kind of do. Oh, I was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Yes. Um, she tried to get me to do that. Um, and I studied a couple of places, but no, I was absolutely useless. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. And for me, there was just, I've always loved books and reading. I, I started reading when I was very young. Mm. And also there's a magic about when the lights go down in the theatre, whether it's for a play or whether it's for a film, mm. it's, it's just a magic. You know those wonderful mm. words, once upon a time? Mm. And then your mind just goes and your imagination goes. Mm. So I, I, just, I always loved it. It always fascinated me. And now I know that this is one of those uh, debates that people often have around uh, where you get the best kind of actors in general. And, you know, is it for you, do you enjoy watching um, people in film or in theater better? Or where do you think we kind of find the best actors in, in general? That's a very difficult question. Um, there isn't one answer to that. Yeah. Because one is continuously surprised by where you find talent. 
Mm. Um, you know, I went to Perry Hall to look for actors when we were doing a film a long time ago. And I saw this amazing girl and I've never, never acted or done anything. She was young. And I called her over and talked to her and it turned out to be Terry Tetsu. Mm. And she'd never done anything. There was just a glow about her and something about her. Mm. Um, it's, you never know where you're going to find talent. I, I believe people are born actors. I don't think it's something you can learn. Sure. I, think, I think you can develop your craft mm. um, and that's also difficult to do. I think not, there's not a wide enough scope here to do. I mean, I don't think actors read enough um, and I don't think they have access to enough world film. Mm. So they tend to just watch what's on television. Um, which isn't always the best. Mm. And I just, I mean, I was, this year I was very lucky. I was asked to nominate the best films for the Oscars for the international films, um, the foreign language films. Yes. And they were absolutely incredible. I mean, from China, mm. from Lebanon, oh, you know, see, uh, Japan. Those films were extraordinary, and the topic mm. of all of them was so amazing. And I just think that here we don't seem to have an identity. Mm. We don't, everybody's trying to make American films. All what, the you time. mean in South Africa as a whole? Yeah. 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 So what happens is that there's a, so much talent that is not American, it's African, mm. um, and it's South African. And it's extraordinary. Mm. So when you can get a film that one is fortunate enough to work on, like Tootsie, like Vaya, mm. um, there were there's so, like um, Five Fingers from say When you get an opportunity to work on like Four Corners, all different films that are local, they're South African, mm. then you have an opportunity to show extraordinary talent that we have mm. but if you try and take that talent and ask those actors to be american mm. you, you lost before you start sure that is that is so powerful i mean just the way that you describe it and and i think it is also um I was, it was quite interesting to hear you say that actors are born and you can develop the talents, but it's not something that you can p perhaps be trained in. It's not, it's like almost a natural talent. And also this idea of people, um, actually reading. If you're an actor reading and exposing yourself to, to film and theater from all corners of the globe in order to become uh, a more kind of robust sort of actor. Exactly. It's hard. It's hard work being an actor. Mm. You don't live an ordinary life. Mm. You know, so you have to be really careful. You can't do things that other people can do. Mm. And so it's your, um, your privacy is invaded. Mm. Um, your home life is invaded. Your home life is exposed to the public. Mm. And so it's really, it's not easy. And also... Psychologically, it can be very exhausting mm. to play a character 
um, because you have to become someone else. And yeah. it's draining. It's hard. Now, Munin, I, I wanted to ask... Um, what your first experience was as a casting director, because I, I love this part of your career. I'm just going into casting directing because it doesn't seem to yield a lot of power. Uh, you know, some people perhaps may not think that it yields a lot of power, but what was your first uh, job as a casting director? And then we'll talk a bit more about some of the, the movies that you've cast for. Okay, so my first job was um, when I started, television hadn't started here yet. Mm. But because I'd grown up, with television in England, I knew what was going to happen. But mm. so, um, the first thing that they started making here were television commercials. Mm. And there was a British company that were making commercials, a, a, a British producer called Penny Fry. And she phoned me one day and said, we want to pay you to cast commercials for us. And I remember as if it was yesterday. Mm. And I said to her, what's casting? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. So she said, well, it's what you do. When we phone you and say, we're looking for someone for this product to do this. She said, the people that you suggest, you're very accurate. So in order to save us time, we would like to pay you. And I remember that my first check in those days, you had checks. Mm. was up for 100 grand. Sure. And I started doing commercials. That was how I started. Mm. And, and now just, uh, you know, because you mentioned about how back then there wasn't TV. So th- this makes me wonder, getting people to believe in you having an agency, w- what was that whole kind of, you know, th- that whole conversation like in general? It was very difficult mm-hmm. because actors had no idea why they needed an agent mm. until I explained to them. Mm. Uh, um, and also the producers were very wary about being an, have, having to use an agent because mm. um, they were used to dealing directly with actors and saying, okay, we're going to pay you five grand and you're very lucky to get it. Mm. And these are the times you have to be here. And... There was no order in it. There were no proper contracts. There was no um, safety net for the actors. Mm. And so getting an agency, an agent in was something that obviously changed the game a lot. Now, when, when we yeah, just... and also I was working, you, you work on two levels. Yes. Because there were certain producers who would go directly to actors and mm. say, I know I don't need to use your agent. I know you. I want you to work for me. And it took a while for the actors to say, no, you do it through my agent. Mm. They will, that's how it works. That's what I want. Mm. But a lot of those actors today still are very loyal. And they are, um, because at the end of the day, you're trying to get the best deal you can for them. Yes. And it's much easier for me to be able to fight for an actor than an actor to say to you, no, no, I'm worth a lot more than that. I yes. can do this. And what kind of billing am I going to get? And um, I want to make sure that you put me in a proper hotel. Mm. And what is my per diem going to be? And, you know, all of that kind of thing. And no, I will not do this. And no, I won't do this. Or, mm. But it's very difficult for them to fight for themselves. It's difficult for anyone to fight for themselves. Mm.
And and now when it comes to casting, uh, which is what has literally catapulted your career um, internationally, I would perhaps say, um, the casting director's role is really a lot bigger than what um, the average person may think. Because um, I've heard in some cases you've had the ability to be able to decide if you're casting, that perhaps the, a role that was meant for male should be going to a female. But for you, how important is a casting director and Outside of the actual casting process, how much more involved are you in the actual film? Well, first of all, I've got to love the film. Mm. Um, if I don't like the script or if I don't have the same vision as the director, mm. then it's pointless my doing it. So, but if I love the script and I love the director, then we work together. To, I mean, the whole object is objective, sorry, is to make it film that people want to see. Uh, it's no good making something that no one wants to see. Mm. So it's, I think it all comes down to taste. Mm. You know, I've got specific taste. I might think that a certain person is, high, is really, really talented, and you might look at them and say, no, sorry, I don't agree with you. I don't think they're talented. Mm. Um, but you've got to be on the same wavelength. And um, I always fight for uh, to do South African films in the language that they should be in. Mm, which like is important. When we first did Sotsi, mm. when the producers first contacted me, they were going to make it in English. Sure. And that would have so taken away from us. Down. Hmm. No, I jumped high and I was wearing very high heels. <laughs> so you can just know I made a lot of noise. And so I jumped up and down. I said, no. Because first of all, if you have to have someone who speaks English but is understood in the world, you're never going to believe the hmm. story. It, does, it doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of people don't understand the way we speak English in this country. They hmm. don't. Anyway, so the thing is that you need, but the minute you are working in a language that is your own, then it was the same as a wonderful film that we did years ago with Oliver Schmidt called Life Above All. Mm. And I said to them, you know, find the location that you want to shoot this in and I will go there and I will find you the actors, mm. the children that we needed for it. And it was, and it worked. You know, and I often work with an interpreter, but it works. Mm -hmm. And it's so much, everybody's relaxed. They're not concentrating on doing an accent. Yes, but yes. But in order to get back, sorry, I was digressing to your original question. The, it's, yes, you can change a character that was written as a man to a woman, if mm -hmm. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um and yes, there are times when you can change the age that they see them or the physicality, but that is about discussion. It's mm. about see, giving someone, you know, if, um, if, if you bought a house and you wanted to employ um, uh, an interior designer to do it, how would you choose that interior designer? You would choose someone that has some kind of, idea that you agree with, wouldn't you? You wouldn't go yes, and 
You wouldn't go pick somebody. You think, oh my yeah. God, no, I don't like their work. I uh-huh. could never live in that. Yeah. Would you? No, not at all. So it's the same kind of thing. Or if you go to a restaurant and you look at a menu, you're going to choose something that appeals to you. So it's personal. It's very personal. Mm. Sure. And now, Munyin, I did want to ask, because um, you mentioned with regards to Totsi about how initially um, when they were going to make the movie, they were going to do it in English. Um, and so it's, I'm really glad that you stood your ground and you really fought to ensure that it was done in the most authentic way, uh, which obviously played a huge role in the success of the movie Totsi. I think um, a lot of people remember where they were when, you know, when Totsi won that, uh, that Oscar, which was fantastic. But now there's also been a lot of criticism with regards to casting. Um, international actors in in films that portray African stories. What would your reaction and response be to that? Okay, so that's a fight that I have almost every day of my life. Mm. Um, because it doesn't really work. And so sometimes it comes close to work. It doesn't often work. I think Idris Alba was really close. Mm. Um, but then he has an African background. Mm. You know, when you get actors that are English or American, they've never been to Africa. Mm. They have no idea. And their accents are appalling. Mm. And so you cringe. Mm. And they're just, they're certain things. It's like if you ask a South African to play an American, mm. the American producers will not accept an actor if they don't believe that they sound really American. Yes. We don't have that strength here. Why is that? South Africa, because we don't have an industry. Sure. We don't. Mm. We are facilitators. Mm. The majority of productions that are done, the international productions that come out here, are being facilitated. They are American stories or British stories or German stories or whatever. And they use South Africa as a location, which is great for the crew and for a lot of actors who can do um, accents. And it's fine. Everybody works and it's good. But in terms of our own industry, it is so difficult to get finance because the people that are responsible the majority of the people that are responsible for financing films don't believe in South African actors. Hmm. They don't believe in South African stories. So how do we change this? How do we change that narrative? Well, because we've got to get some people who are film literate Hmm. into those positions who can make those calls Hmm. and who can say, bugger it, let's find a South African who can do it and we'll put the money behind it Hmm. and we'll push them. And we'll do all the marketing and we'll do whatever we can. Mm. I mean, how do you think half these people who have become huge names from Europe and everywhere else, they've got a country behind them Mm. that believes in what they do, that believes in film. Here, it's still that old situation. Yes, boss, no boss, thank you, boss. Putting your hand out for whatever you can get. That's bullshit. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. But it's it's like they should we should be proud of the actors that we've got in this country. They yeah. can stand up anywhere in any country. Mm. Not all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of them. 
And so, lots of them can. So what's happening is that in order to earn a living, they're having to do soap operas because there's no other way to earn mm. a living, which is fantastic because they can pay their rent, they can pay for the children to go to school, and there's some very, very good actors in them. But it's not helping us create um, um, an international kind of thing where people say, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's, and there are actors that can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I work with overseas directors, that they, are, they always say, I have no idea you have such amazing actors mm-hmm. here. They sure. always say that. They're so fa- yeah. I promise you they do. But the thing is that it's not, as I said to you, it's not easy. And that we need, the, I mean, in any other country in the world, you've got television um, companies that put money into film, the mm. show film, you know. Here, you don't. Or very few, and that does it sometimes. But I mean, not. That yeah. SABC doesn't exist as we know. So <laughs> the and, and ETV don't do film. So or drama. I mean, I've only just done the last drama I did was a drama called The Lab, which was fantastic. And then they've just done one now for Showmas called The Girlfriend from Agnes. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I have done. I have cast South African television for like ten years. Sure. They don't do drama. Yeah. Moyin, it's been a fascinating conversation. I literally could speak to you forever. And some of your descriptors are, they're out there, but you make a lot of sense. And, and I think it's really important that we remember that in order for South, the South African film industry to actually exist, we need the entire country to get behind us. Um, but co- uh, thank you so much for spending time with us and congratulations on your amazing work.